Welcome to the Equip and Encourage podcast. My heart and prayer is to be an encouragement to you in your pursuit of Jesus and to equip you in the advancement of His kingdom. If you'd like to connect with me further, head on over to my website at pastorjoshleadership.com. Hey guys, hope you're doing all right. All right, all right. It's Thursday. Glad you tuned in today. Just want to share a little bit today about church. Should you go to church? Should you be involved in church? Is God done with the church? Is there something else? Is the American church all wrong? What's happening with the church? I want to talk a little bit about that and get into just a little bit of a discussion Is that as we finish up this season of the Equip and Encourage podcast. I'll be doing some uh, special episodes, hopefully over the next month, uh, maybe some leadership stuff, really trying to figure out uh, where we're going to go, what the future of the podcast is. So I would love some feedback on that. Uh, I know that many of you guys are uh, consistent, faithful, loyal listeners, and I appreciate that so much. I'm just trying to figure out if this is the best use of my time. Uh, for some of you, this is an encouragement. So if you will cheer me on, let me know that this is meaningful to you. We'll keep uh, promoting some sort of content. So definitely want to be pushing content out always. Just not real sure what that's going to look like in the future. Uh, we're down. This is episode 71. And so we've done a lot. We've had a lot of life here. And I uh, just love coming uh, to you guys on Facebook Live and then getting it into the podcast space. So it's just uh, really trying to break through ground on YouTube, all those type of things. So anyway, again, not real sure what we're doing with the future of the podcast. I will keep you guys updated and posted if you follow me on the socials, uh, that forward slash Josh Andrew Brown, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all those spaces. We're trying to be there. Well, hey, I do want to talk about the church today. One of my favorite subjects. I'm going to talk about that a little bit. Before we get into that, I want to get into this week's equipping session. So, I discovered something called Maverick City Music, Maverick City Worship. Powerful, powerful stuff. Um, pretty unknown right now. I don't think that's going to last very long. Uh, Stephanie from Bethel moved over there. I think it was a movement that was already happening, and uh, so it's been kind of a kind of a eye-opening experience for me to see what they're doing. If you're a fan of United Pursuit, more of communal worship uh, type environments, you will love Maverick City worship. Also, if you like gospel, I'm personally not a gospel fan, but I really like this, especially Volume Two that was just released a couple weeks ago. And uh, Maverick City Worship, check it out. It's awesome. Again, I'm not a fan of really so much of the first uh, volume, but the second volume is very powerful. A lot of really great moments in there. So go check it out. That's this week's equipping session. Maverick City, volume two. That's it. Do it. Check it out. Is church important? We'll talk a little bit about church today. Uh, because we live in the digital age, a lot of the the, the space 
for church has, has taken over. It seems to be online. People are talking about their online pastor. Uh, people are talking about, you know, their favorite preacher. These are the people that are ministering to them. I think it's great. All those things are awesome. They're supplemental. They're, they're great for your faith. Thank God that there's so much great teaching out there and so much inspirational uh, things, quality worship that you can grab a hold of. Uh, but I believe this. I believe that those things are not a replacement for the local church. And I want to give you uh, some of the reasons for that today and just talk a little bit about the, the value of local church and why it's so important. Obviously, I'm a pastor. Obviously, that is my livelihood. And so I am uh, biased in that, but I believe in the local church. And I believe that it's been God's plan from the beginning. I believe that we're not 100% on, uh, but I do think that we're a lot better than what most people uh, give us credit for as local churches. I think we're doing better than the criticism says. I think most people uh, with their honest experience of church, church that they're really bought into, I think if you're really bought in, your experience is going to be a lot better than if you're just kind of a bystander and just skeptical, skeptical and you're looking at everything through the lens of pain. And so the church has broken many people, has done a lot of negative things, but the church for the world has done a lot of incredible things. And I would say the good far outweighs the bad as far as what the local church has done uh, for the embetterment of the world. Let me just a couple of thoughts here, and then I want to jump into a few points. Uh, first of all, church was never meant to be something we simply consume. We live in a consumer-driven society. We can we keep talking about that. We all know it, man. We all love Amazon. We all love Starbucks. We're, you know, we all love this this product that we can get so quick. We're consumers. We want it cheap. We want it hot. We want it now. And man, we're just used to having everything really the way that we want. We have so much, so many options. So many things to choose from. So many things accessible from our phone. You don't even have to make a phone call anymore. You can use an app. I don't even have to go into the grocery store anymore. I can just use an app, visit a website, and go and just pick up my groceries. I mean, for consumers, our culture is very wired for that. But something behind the scenes is making that happen. And I believe that as the body of Christ, that we consume best when we're contributing the most. And many look at church as something they consume. I need to go to church. I need to feel this way. I have a need in my life to consume the content. Usually we're thinking about the word. Uh, some are a little bit more uh, heart level. So they want worship that they consume. We, we, we judge a church. We decide to go to a church strictly on the the consumability of the product or the the service that that church is providing. And I, I believe this. I believe that that is completely completely wrong. We don't look at church as as a way of something that we benefit from. You will benefit from it, but it's really something that we're a part of and that we contribute to. So whenever we are contributing the most, we consume the best. And I want to share a little bit from Acts chapter two. People say, well, is is the church biblical? Is what the American church uh, does biblical? And it says in Acts chapter two, verse 42, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles teaching. So this thing about gathering around the word and somebody teaching, there it is. It's biblical. This is a biblical thing to do. We gather around the leaders and we listen to what they have to say. It doesn't mean that we have to just listen to one leader, but they're getting around the apostles teaching and to fellowship 
and to sharing in meals. So they weren't just devoted to the word and listening to the word. They were also devoted uh, to sharing meals together, doing life together. And it says this, that a great uh, sense of all, this is Acts chapter two, you can read about it. It says a great sense of all came over the church because they were experiencing miracles. They were living life where, where miracles were happening, that signs and wonders were happening. And uh, they were sharing, one an- taking care of one another and their needs. And it says this, the church was growing. And in verse uh, 47, the church was growing daily, that God was moving in the church. They were experiencing this thing that we would call revival or renewal, all these incredible things that were happening and they were committed to it. They were committed to going to one another's homes. They were continually committed to eating together. They were they had this whole life thing together and a lot of it did involve a corporate gathering where they got together and they heard the apostles uh, teaching. You know, when I first came into the kingdom of God 20 years ago, we attended church three times a week. We went Sunday morning. We were actually there kind of twice on Sunday mornings. And I guess if you consider that two services on Sunday mornings, we were actually like in four services, four gatherings a week. We had Sunday school and I was a guy that wasn't really raised in church. I went to church some every once in a while as a kid. But but when I was 16 years old and I'm moving my dad, he said, we're going to go to church. We're going to be there early on Sunday mornings so we can go to Sunday school. And then after that, we're going to go to worship service. That's going to last about another two hours. So we were there three hours. It wasn't even serving. We were just showing up. We were there for three hours and we, we go out to eat and then we would go back to church at seven o'clock that night and we would we would sit in another two hour service and afterwards we'd go and eat again. And uh, you know, this was just what life looked like on a Sunday. Looking back, if I had to do that now, I would say I was very exhausted, especially as the pastor now. Uh, and then on Wednesdays, we would go and we'd have youth meeting and went from about seven to to nine and then we went together and ate together and all that stuff got home late that night and you know still did normal life life is normal outside of that but we were in church you know three technically four times a week and then we would have extra events revivals and we would have you know things that we would go to and, and if you did all that you were considered a regular attender if you were there three times a week if you were only there once once a week, you were kind of considered an irregular. Now, if you're in church once every three weeks, you're considered a regular attender. And I know for me and my staff, man, we really struggle with this. We're like, man, they're just not very there very often. You know, we have some concerns about them. And it's not that we're mad or frustrated at people. It's just we don't really see church being the priority in people's life that it was. Now, when I'm talking about church, I'm really talking about the the worship experience, the time when we get together, the gathering of the saints. So we're not talking about church. Hey, I'm just getting together to hear my pastor preach. I'm just getting. I would consider what we do at my house. We have a small group and we just get together and eat and hang out. And we celebrate. I consider that church because I'm with God's people. It doesn't, we don't necessarily have to worship by singing songs. We don't necessarily have to break the word together, but we're with the church because really the church is the people of God. So anytime we get together, we're having church, whether it's a meal or whether we're gathering around, uh, you know, fellowship or we're, we're just having a good time. We're doing church. We're doing life together. So here's, here's five reasons, five, five is a good number, five reasons that you should attend church. Now about attend church again, I'm meaning you're coming together, you're getting together with other believers. Number one is because the church, the big C, the capital C, the global church is God's plan. And listen, there's no plan B. It 
is a big deal to God. Church is God's idea. It wasn't man's idea. We didn't come up with this. This was God's idea. In fact, Jesus, it says in Ephesians chapter 5 that Jesus died for the bride. Jesus died to cleanse us so we could become the bride of Christ. And corporately, we are the bride of Christ. The second reason is because the church needs you. Now, many people look at church, again, as a consumer thing. I don't really need to go to church. No, you might not need to go to church. We'll get into that in just a minute. But the church needs you. The church needs you. The church needs you to function. The church needs you to help come feed the poor. The church needs you to come and worship together and help, you know, teach the children. And the church needs you to come and serve and do all those things. The church needs you. And the third is this. You do need church. What's going to happen whenever you are at a a low place in your life? Who are you going to go to? You're going to go to the world. You're going to listen to the world solutions. Or are you going to go to the body of Christ, the people that have eternal solutions for your temporary struggles, and they can help you walk through the issues of life? I know for me, if I didn't have the church, if I didn't have the people of God to walk with me through life's most difficult seasons, there would have been no way I could have gone through that. But I've had a very good experience with the church because, because not only have I devoted my life to local church ministry, but also the church, I feel like has has been way more of a benefit for me than I have been for it. And that's a big statement coming for me because I've given my my life, the rest of my life will be devoted uh, to the local church. So I have benefited greatly, mostly because I've given myself to it. So the church is God's plan. The church needs you. You need the church. Number four, we're better together. We're better together. We need you We're better together. We understand that there's things that we can never accomplish alone. There's a vision that's great, so much bigger than your life and the things that you can accomplish alone. You know, you need to come and serve a vision and then you need something there to serve your vision if you've got a vision. And where are you going to draw from? Where are you going to draw from? You can go out and win the people to the Lord. That'd be awesome. But you also need the backing of the local church to help you accomplish those things. And number five is this. You are the church. You're already in. If you, if you belong to Jesus, you are the church. You don't get to say, I'm I'm not going to go to church or I don't like the church or, you know, the church hasn't been good to me. You are the church. Listen, when the moment you say the church, you're talking about yourself if you're a follower of Christ. Let me say that again. The moment you say the church, you're talking about yourself if you're part of the body of Christ. So anytime you're critical, you make statements like the American church, guess what? If you're an American and you're part of the church, you're part of the problem. If you're about to complain about the church, you're part of the problem. So own that, own those issues. Just say, you know what? We're the church. I'm I'm not done with the church. Does the church need to improve? Absolutely. So I'm going to be of a part of helping the church improve. I'm going to sell out to it. I'm going to sell it to God's plan on the earth. This is what it says in John 13, 35. Now, Many times when we look at the problems of the world and we look at the world outside, we, we, we say as the church, our number one mission is to love the world. And I would suggest this to you, that Jesus says in John chapter 13, verse 35, they will know that you are my disciples by your love for one another. He didn't say that he would know that we are disciples because of our humanitarian effort or because we represented Jesus so well. He said it this way, you want to represent me well, love one another, love your brother across the aisle, love your brother across the city, love those that are part of the body of Christ. Listen, beloved, we have got to be devoted to one another. There is so much in the scriptures about the church being devoted to the church and not just a corporate gathering, but to one another, that we love one another, that we connect with one another. Um, Acts chapter two, we've been there. John 13, 
And then I, I want to share with this with you. I had a conversation. I, I really believe the Lord gave me this image. I had a, a conversation with a with a, a, an incredible guy. I love him so much, and he, he might even be listening. And I hope I don't hurt his feelings, but uh, by sharing this. But I really felt like the word of the Lord that I that that God gave me to him was also just a, a generic principle that the Lord was teaching me. And and uh, and so I was I was talking to this brother, and he said, "Man, I, I listen to the podcast. I'm, you know, I know I'm not there rarely, but but I, I I'm kind of in tune. I'm kind of on the outside of the church, kind of looking in the window. So I'm kind of a part. I'm still eating some of the meal that that the church has provided, but I'm just not there. And the Lord started beginning to sh- begin to show me really what the local church gathering is like the like a local worship setting that a church has, a service, a Sunday morning experience, a Sunday night experience, whenever it is that your church gathers. And what I began to see was I began to see a, a picture of a meal, much like Thanksgiving, which we'll be celebrating next week, that, man, there's a lot that goes into that meal. There's preparation. People all come in. There's people are hanging out. We're talking, you know, we're, we're visiting with one another. We're cooking. And then the meal is put on the table and we're sitting around the table. And we give thanks. We pray for the meal. We eat the meal. And during that time, we're talking, we're interacting, we're, you know, we're arguing, we're going through all the ups and downs. You know, we're talking about our week. We're talking about the future. We're talking about the football game. We're just doing life around the table, around this meal. And then after the meal's over, we all clean up and throw things in the trash and clean the dishes and, and clean everything up. And then the meal is done. But what we did is we came together. We had this common thing that we did together, this thing called unity around a meal, around feasting. And then we were done. But there was a lot more about the meal than or about the feast than just the meal. And many times we look at church as simply the meal. But beloved, the church isn't just the meal. The church is the whole festivity around the meal. Yeah, it includes a meal. It's kind of centered around a meal. And I would say the meal in most churches is the word of God and worshiping God. Those two things, that might be what is being served would be the worship and the word. But what about what's going around the table, the talking, the serving, all the things it takes to make that meal happen. And uh, the the image that I, that I got with this, you know, this young man that said that he wasn't really coming to church, I said, well, it kind of feels like the you're a teenager that's that's still living in the house and you've been working all night and then when everybody's gone and everybody's in bed you come in and you pull some leftovers out of the fridge you put them on a plate you stick on the microwave and eat it do do you get nourished from that yeah it's good like it's a good meal but there is so much of that experience that you didn't get. First of all, the, the food wasn't that fresh. You weren't involved in the conversation. You weren't involved in the prep. You weren't, and because of that, because of that, and because of, of a culture that we have that makes it so easy for us to eat microwave meals, we're missing out on this beautiful festivity that's around dinner time. That when we come together and feast, we're, we're only eating a meal. And so that is my encouragement to you is that you don't just eat a meal. We hear people talk about, well, they're my, they're my internet pastor. Beloved, if they don't know your name, they are not your pastor. He, he, you might call him your internet pastor because he's a pastor and he might be a phenomenal word. That's great. But if he don't know your name, he's not your pastor. A pastor is someone that you can sit across the table with and, and they know your struggles and, and, and y'all, they're able to speak into your life. They're able to, to correct you. They're able to direct you. They're able to help you in some things in your life. They're involved and uh, they're, it, it's a relationship. It's not a one-sided relationship where you're just consuming content. No, no, no. It's just somebody that's, that 
that's presenting something that you're eating from. And that's great. Do that. But that is a supplement. If that is all you're eating, then you are severely malnourished. I will say that again. If all you're eating is a message from a podcast, or if all you're doing is listening to a worship CD, and that is your engagement, you're severely malnourished because church is not about consuming. It's also about contributing. And so make sure that you're in on all of that. Anything less than that full experience that we've been talking about will equal malnourishment. See, coming to the kingdom is not just about coming to the table. It's about coming to the feast. Coming to the kingdom is not about just coming to the table. It's about coming to the feast where we get together, we're sharing a meal together, we're feasting on the word, we're worshiping the Lord together, and we're interacting, we're serving together, we're doing it. One last scripture and we'll be done today. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promises. I love that. And then he says this, verse 24. Let us think of ways that we can motivate one another toward toward acts of love and good deeds. One translation says spur. I like to think of a cowboy spurring his horse. Let us spur one another on to works and good deeds. In verse 25, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now as we see that day approaching. You need the church. The church needs you. We are the church. Be the church. Tie in, buy in, do it. Go for it. God has provided it for you, and he's also called you to it. Hey, I love you guys. Y'all have a fantastic week. We will talk soon. I will let you know what is happening uh, with the future of the Equipment and Courage podcast. Love you guys. Thanks for reaching out. Let's connect. Peace.